Hello, and welcome to Revolution 22 Podcast. My name is Lindsay Wheeler, the Kids Ministry Director for Rev 22 Kids. Today's message comes from one of our family services. We encourage everyone to bring a blanket to sit on, meet someone new, and attend church as one big family. We pray that this message is a blessing to you. Whether on the floor or in chairs, either way is fine. It's way high. I was coughing, so I didn't want to cough on it. Yeah, I couldn't get on the floor if I tried. Uh, so today is a family service. I wanted, to, I wanted to acknowledge a couple things with it. First off, I'm certain that this makes some of you feel really awkward. Okay, I'm certain of it. And, it's, and the, the hope and the desire is not to make you feel awkward. That's not what we're like, hey, how awkward can we make it for everyone here? And so I, I, want, you to, I want you to understand that there's a reason why we do this. We, we do this with a very, very, very purposeful, very, very, very good reason, similar to the way we do serve the cities. We do serve the cities with the, with the intent to, to show, to, to give opportunity to disciple people into what it means to be on mission. And so when we do family services, this is, this is different than when we have some kids in here or whatever. We, this, is, this is literally, we close down all the kids' classrooms, we let people bring in blankets, and we encourage people to either sit in chairs if they're comfortable, that's fine, or to get, on the fam- get down with families and hang out with families and do things together. We try to do this, we will only do this, just so you know, we only do this about three times a year. We won't do this every week. You don't have to worry about this. this isn't a change. We're going to be like, this is where we're going. We still believe very much in our, in, our, in our age-specific classes. We believe in them, and we believe the fact that it is our job as a church to partner with the parents here. But we also believe that it's, it's, it's the job of every other person here to partner with the parents that are here. See, I think a, a lot of times we, we can get really, really um, divisive unintentionally with, with age groups, with, uh, with dis, dis different uh, age groups, different people that are, that are not the same group as you. Like, I've, I've made the joke before when people have said, oh, there's a lot of college students around here. Like, there's a bad cold going around here, right? Or sometimes people are like, man, I just, you know what, I love kids, but I just don't, I don't want to be around them. I just, I just can't be around them. And I think, unfortunately, too often, if we're not careful, is we can be very divided as a church. And so, so today is, is our opportunity to come alongside the parents, to come along as a body, to, to worship together. And so we do these every, every, every so often. We will do these with the intent to make everyone a little bit uncomfortable. Again, not trying to, but it will be a little uncomfortable because we will have a craft. It's a lot of what you're going to hear or see what would happen in the classrooms. Some of you right now are like, I've been wanting to serve in kids' classrooms. Well, hey, this is kind of what it's like, so go do it. It's awesome. Um, and, and this is something that we will do um, periodically. I hope, I hope that today you guys wouldn't just see this as an opportunity to go, man, I came to church on the wrong day. I, sh- I knew I should have stayed home with the snow. <laughs> I knew it. I hope, I hope to instead today that you'll make connections. I hope that you families will invite college students or, or empty nesters or anyone else to come join you on your blanket on your spot on the floor if they, can, if they would want to. And I hope that they would, you guys would work together. We're going to give you, everyone an opportunity a little bit later to pray for each other, which I'm really excited about. And so we're going to... We're going we're gonna to dive in today, and I'm excited about it. Uh, we have, uh, I hope today we will understand just a little bit better of why, uh, why the church is the way the church is. I hope we'll understand just a little bit better of why 
God has the church with many, many different generations, many different races, many different ages, many different life stages. So let me pray for us, and then Claire's going to come up. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the chance to come together and worship you. God, I pray right now for those that are in here that hearts are beating a little fast because they're just uncomfortable. I pray that you calm them. I pray for the individuals in here that, that know that, that they have the desire to want to get connected to someone else but are afraid to do so. I pray that you would help them to, um, to make that step. God, I pray that connections would happen today that, that maybe they'd even go to lunch together afterwards. I pray that you would you'd be glorified in this day and that this wouldn't just be another crazy thing that we do where we kind of get done with it and are, are thankful that it's over, God. Instead, I pray that we would, we would honor you with everything we do. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Can you hear me? Yeah. Good morning. My name is Claire, and Brent asked me to share a little bit about why I've chosen a path in my life to work with kids. So here we go. Um, so my name is Claire, and I've been coming to Rev since freshman year at Boise State. I'm now a senior, and I'll be graduating in December, finally, with a degree in elementary education. Um, when I first came to Boise State, I'd chosen psychology as my major. Um, over that first Christmas break, I went home back to Colorado feeling unfulfilled and had a lack of passion for what I was learning about. One day over break, I dropped my sister off at her school, uh, her high school. I just recently started a relationship with Jesus, and I pulled away from her school and heard the Lord speak to me for the first time in my life. Um, I heard him say that basically what I was studying and what I was pursuing wasn't what I was called to do, and I was driving home, and I felt him so strongly tug on my heart that I was supposed to be a teacher. I didn't know why. I had never thought of that before. Um, and on my way home, I called my roommate, Kobe, and told her I was changing my major and told my parents, and they were very surprised when I got home. Um, but that was what I felt very called to do in that moment. Um, all my life, children have taught me very important lessons. I spend a lot of time working with a four-year-old girl for a family that I nanny for. Um, often when we're driving together, I ask her life advice because it's really interesting what she comes up with. Um, just the other day I was asking her for some relationship advice and she thought about it and she looked at me and told me, I think you should just take a nap. <laughs> that was her advice. <laughs> She's not wrong, probably. <laughs> I see so much value in uh, meeting with people of all different stages of life, including um, little kids all the way up through grown adults. Uh, I think they can teach us many different perspectives and show us many different things. In such a sweet and innocent way, little girl Lucy was telling me that I needed some time to rest, something I think we can all really uh, learn from. She saw the toll and the stress of the issue I was taking on, and she knew just what I needed, and she was definitely right. I see the Lord shining so brightly in the innocence, honesty, and pure-heartedness of children. They are a shining example of what it means to be present, whether they are present in the moment of throwing food across the room or present in the moment of playing princesses with each other. They're right there no matter what. Somehow as we get older, our grip on the present is weakened and we fall to the ways of the world. The immense power of spending time with little people is that they grab you by the hand, whether they like, you like it or not, and bring you to be present with them, something I think we all need. I choose to pour into children because I believe God created me to teach them how to love others, how to realize their potential, and how to succeed in the world. And while I cannot teach all of them about Jesus, I can definitely show them his character. I believe that there is nothing more powerful than the mind of a child, and God makes children moldable for a reason. It's my prayer that he calls people who love him and who look like him to teach them the ways of the world. One thing, is, one thing that's for sure 
is that I definitely need them more than they need me. I'm so thankful for the beautiful creation of children. Thank you so much. <laughs> Hi, my name is Debbie, and uh, I was asked to share just a little bit about why in the world I love to invest in people. And uh, I think it's one of the biggest joys of my life. We can do that in so many ways. I mean, in a moment, we can invest in someone. And, and it kind of takes us by surprise when God is in the middle of it. I mean, we, we don't even realize sometimes how uh, it's a divine appointment with different things. I remember years ago, I, I, you can sit down. <laughs> years ago, I, I worked as a catering um, person, you know, serving those you know, you carry like 12 trays. Kids, you should have seen this. They were stacked up on top of each other, and I'm notably clumsy, and I had to carry them all like this and set them down and serve these. Anyway, in the midst of that, I'm standing there, and a, a gentleman comes up, and um, he decided to ask me out. Now, I was married. been married 47 years. This was a long time ago. And I said, oh, you don't need a woman. You need Jesus. And um, that's the kind of person I am right out there. And so anyway, he laughed and he went about his time there. And I was lively. It was kind of a party atmosphere. So he comes up about a half hour later and he, he's crying. And he says to me, when I left the house, my wife said, I'm going to take your, our twin daughters and, and I'm going to leave you. And he said, after this, I'm going to go out and I'm going to do harm to myself. And uh, I got a chance to stand there and tell him about Jesus. So you never know. But I think when Jesus changes us, we just can't shut up about it. That's how it should be. It should just leak out all over the place and in all kinds of ways to invest in people. He wants us to speak about him and share about his truth because his truth has power to break off lies and it brings freedom to people. And you might not think, I mean, you can hear that line inside of you, oh, you don't have anything relevant to share, or you don't know enough, but that's not true. God has literally given all of us a ministry of reconciliation, bringing people home to God. I can't think of another thing in this life that gives me more joy. 1 Thessalonians 3.2 tells us about a Christian named Timothy who was used to strengthen and encourage others in their faith. We want to be like him. Hebrews 12, 12 through 13 encourages us to strengthen the hands that are weak and the knees that are feeble and make straight paths for feet to walk so that the, the limb which is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather it be healed. And God can use us to bring healing just because we have some truth that is powerful and eternal in people's lives. But investing in someone's life as they grow in their faith is definitely challenging. I have seen how judgmental and impatient I can be. God requires us to walk humbly and seek him for his love and wisdom that is not our own. I think the temptation for me is always to think about, okay, well, I would say this and I would do that. But to let God give us his words for someone and his attitude towards them. And to see them loved by God is so important when we desire to invest in people. So I read this the other day. God gives seed to the sower. And it really hit me. He gives seed to the sower. 
Seed is the living word. If we want to grow in the word, we need to give it away by sowing into others. So I have those two. It was actually quite nice because there was plenty of options of people that go here that are spending a good amount of time pouring into other people. So we had these two today, and then second service, we have two others that are sharing their story. And the reason why I had them do this is because they were people that I see on a regular basis spending energy and time and effort trying to connect with people. Claire's watched our kids, and she doesn't just babysit them. She, like, teaches them and and does art with them and pours into them. I think they like her more than me sometimes, right? We, we see in the scriptures that, that kids um, were a part of the body. I think too often we forget that kids are a part of the body. We forget that they have a value, they have a purpose. In fact, we see in Acts where the Apostle Paul decides to tell the longest sermon ever and that a boy falls out of a window, right? He falls out and dies. So there's, there's kids that were present in this thing. He, he's raised to life again by Paul right after that. He leaves alive. But kids are present. Kids are in the church. They were around. They were in place. Jesus says this. He says in, in Matthew 18, 1 through 4, he says, At that time the disciples came um, to, to Jesus saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them and said, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. Kids have a role in the body. And I think too often we forget that, that they, that they actually have something. In fact, the scriptures teach that every single believer has been given gifts. Every single believer has been given gifts. And that means that, that if you have children here that have surrendered their lives to Jesus, they have gifts that are meant to be used for the building up of the body. And if we just continue to just shove them aside and put them away or see them as a nuisance or frustration, then we could be lacking immense value as a body. 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 14 says, for just as the body is one and has many members and all the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ, for in one spirit we are all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and, we, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. What aspect of it, what part of you are spending your time right now in the body as a foot, as a hand, as a ear, as something else, where you're literally completely disconnected from community? See, because here's, here's the problem that we have with this, is if, if you are a part of this body, and you were placed here by God to be a ear or a hand or a part of the body, and you aren't doing it, then we're walking around without, without that. I mean, it'd be a little silly for me to walk around without a nose. It'd be really, really ridiculous for me to walk around and not use my arm because I just, I just feel like it's, it's in the way all the time. And yet, we as a church continually do this over and over and over again because we, we lose sight of the value of doing this together. We lose sight of the value of being a part of a body that, that, that serves and works and prays and spends time, not just as adults, but as well as with kids. Um, we're going to do something today 
that isn't as crazy of a craft, so hopefully some of you are going to be like, oh, thank you. Um, you just got handed a piece of a puzzle, and up here, the border of that puzzle is already done. And so we're going to spend some time right now. We're going to spend a little bit of time where you guys are going to come and finish this puzzle. So everyone that has a piece, you can come up and finish this puzzle. And then I want to encourage you to do one other thing. It, it, during this time, if you, if you are, don't worry, I have, a, I have a cheat sheet that tells us where the numbers are in case anyone's worried about it. Um, I want to encourage you guys to do something else. And this might, this might put you out of your comfort zone. I'll just warn you there, okay? I want to encourage you to go pray for someone. I want, I want you to just, to just sit for a moment and just ask the Lord, who should I pray for during this time? Who's someone that I need to encourage? Who's someone that I need to pray for? Who's someone that I should just go ask for prayer from? And just, just pray for each other. Not as an opportunity to gossip about something else, but just as an opportunity to spend time praying together. And my hope would be that some of you, some of you would see the value that the body has just by having someone else you may not even know praying for you. And I think as a church, we can be so weak because we forget to pray for one another. And so I want to give you guys a chance to put the puzzle together, and then we're going to pray, and then I'll come up and we'll close um, the rest of this teaching. So you guys have a few minutes. Come up and put the puzzle on. Try not to cheat. Come on now, at the back. I'm just kidding. Come on up and put the puzzle together. So one of the most frustrating things with a puzzle is there's always one piece missing. So does anyone still have the piece? There we go. Hey, Whitney. <laughs> I think too often, though, this is what the puzzle looks like, by the way. If you want to see a picture of it, maybe. There it is. Anna, thank you for doing the art on this blank puzzle and making it happen. Um, we just sent it over and said, hey, I would love to have this scripture on a puzzle so that we can frame it later on and hang it up in our new facility. And she came up with the whole design and did that all in a week. So it's fantastic. The reason why I thought about doing a puzzle is that I think a lot of times the church operates like a puzzle that's missing pieces. We spend a bunch of time as a, as, as a body where we have almost all the parts that are necessary in the box but we don't finish the puzzle. We don't put it together. We don't utilize the, the skill sets or the strengths for every single person. And that, 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 is, that is both because we're either A, the, the church has not led people to do it well enough, or B, we're too lazy and complacent and we think it's someone else's job. You know, I think of, uh, I think of uh, Matthew. When Jesus, Jesus tells Matthew, the, the tax collector, to follow him, he says, hey, follow me. And Matthew instantly stands up and says, all right, I'm in. I'll follow you. And then you know what he does that night? He throws a party with all the tax collectors. He throws a party with all the, these seeming senior, sinners to come. Now, did you ever think about what Matthew said about Jesus to those friends? They'd be like, hey, so, so what, what, what's his understanding of, of the end times? Oh, I, I don't know. Hey, what's, what's, his, what's, he, what's his theology around who God is? Oh, I don't know. All I know is he, he accepted me. He wanted me. And I think too many, too often of us think that we don't have anything to offer to someone else when it comes to Jesus Christ. But like Debbie was sharing, it is the greatest gift that we have to give to someone. And if you continue to sit on the sidelines in your life and say, I'm not going to pour into people, I'm not going to spend time 
connecting or, or pouring out or sharing things because I just, I don't have the time or I don't have the ability. Think of Matthew. He didn't have much understanding of Jesus except for that he was accepted and he brought all his friends to come and get to know him. I think many of us need to be reminded of the fact that we are a puzzle piece that's meant to be making a full puzzle here. And so that means for some of us, we do need to step up in a different way. We need to step in and, and serve. You know, our, our musicians, there are 35 musicians in the band here. It took Debbie and Claire and then Johnny and, and um, Danielle and Anna to make this service happen. People will continue to do things, and it's amazing when you can get everyone to do it together. But what I'm afraid is many of us are going to miss out. Many of us are going to spend our life going to church, just showing up and leaving, and not realizing that we actually have a part. We're here with a purpose. God wants to utilize you. The people he has you connected to outside of this church, he has you connected to them for a reason, because he wants you to share Jesus with them. Don't be a, a puzzle that's missing pieces. Let's, let's be a church that is a complete puzzle where everyone's using their gifting. And I understand some of you are like, man, I don't, I don't know like, what my gifting is. Then let's have conversations. Some of you are like, man, I, I, don't, I don't understand. Well, then, you know what, kids? Your parents might have a really good understanding of that. Some of, you, some of you college students, you can share with these teenagers and these other people about how the gifting has worked out in your life. People that are getting married can be learning about how gifting can work in engagement with people that have been married. People that, have, that are in college can learn from people that went to college. People that are just next to each other. If you've been following the Lord for one day, you have something to offer. And so I want us to be a church that loves to make much of Jesus Christ. Through our giftings, through our faithfulness, and so that at the end of the day, we are this. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. What he's saying there, guys, is, is we're all kinds of different people but we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit. And we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. It would be foolish of us to have a bunch of heads around here. It would be foolish of us to say we need 100 more musicians. We need to be utilizing our gifts. We pray, Heavenly Father, I pray that we be a people that are encouraged to to be active in the gifting that you've done. You gave us these gifts for one purpose, to build up the body of Christ. And so God, would we be a people that, that build up the body of Christ? Would we be a people that, that are faithful to living out our giftings? No matter how crazy it may seem, no matter how small and insignificant it may seem, God, would you remind us that ultimately we, we are a vital piece of the puzzle. In fact, the very gifting that you've given us, you, you created in our, in our mother's wombs beforehand. We praise you for the ability to work for you. We praise you for the ability to serve you. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Awesome. You guys can grab a seat. We're going to do something really fun today. Fitting as well. We're going to do some family dedications. Um, we do these uh, periodically throughout 
the year as well and thought it'd be really fun to do it today on uh, Family Service Day. Um, Family dedication is essentially a parent's pledging that these kids are the Lord's. Um, We get it out of Samuel where uh, Hannah's desiring a child and and she says, if you give the child, give me a child, I'll dedicate this child to the to the, um, to the temple, and she leaves him after she weans him at the temple. We're not asking parents to do that. Um, but um, this, is, this is parents, uh, this is, in a way, this is kind of asking the Lord to set these kids apart, to help them to see this. And, and the reason why it's, it's wonderful it, it, to do it as a church community is that these are the parents, they're, they're coming up here, and they're asking you to help them lead this kid to know the Lord, lead these kids to be a part of the body. And so it's, it's a three avenues. It's giving up control, and com- it's, it's command, and, and, it, and it's community. We, we give up control ultimately knowing that the Lord has a mission for these kids that could be outside of our liking, but we're going to give up the control there. It's a command that we know that we are, we see in Proverbs 22, 6, that we are to train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. And then Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 7 says, You shall love the Lord your, your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. This isn't something that we ask parents to, this isn't something where parents say, okay, church, you guys take it and figure it out. This is a command of the parents, but this is the parents coming and asking the, the rest of the church to join them in this process, to help them to point their children to know the Lord. Um, and we, we always give uh, baton in this way out of Hebrews 12, talking about running the race. It's not so kids can beat each other, but that, that happens at my house because we've got four of them. Um, but we give the baton and the idea and the recognition that as a parent, your, your job with your kids isn't to just give them your faith. Your job is to pass on faith. Your job is, is that they're going to gain, they're going to grow, and they're going to know it's not just a hey, I'm, I'm done, I, I did this, it's, it's a, it's a, I'm going to continue to, to pass on faith. I'm going to grow you in this way so that when you go running, you have your own faith, you have this healthy running. And so we give a baton in that way. We also give the Jesus Storybook Bible. It just takes every single story in the Bible and points to Jesus, which is awesome. And so, Danielle, if you can come up, we're going to pray for you in Indiana today. This is Daniel Maurer. We got a picture of this little one right here. And this, um, we're going to play it for you in Indiana. This is little Indiana right there. <laughs> All right, let me pray. Actually, would you guys just, you don't have to stand up, but just reach your hands out and join me with us. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the joy that Indiana is. We thank you for Danielle's heart to to trust you with him. We thank you that we thank you that that she can know with confidence that you fill in the gaps. God, I pray that pray that we as a community would pray that we as a community would 
come alongside her, would continue to point uh, this wonderful family to you, to you, to Jesus. God, we thank you that um, there's a bunch of people here that can help babysit and 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 grow and and challenge and encourage her. God, as we pray for um, as we pray for this child to come to know you at an early age, God, we pray that you would. You would let little Indiana be uh, just a beacon of light for your glory. God, we pray that Indiana would have that boring testimony that it just never knew a day where he wasn't following you. Um, Lord, we know that you sustain us, and we know that you sustain Danielle, and so we just ask you to keep doing that, Lord. Um, as a community, I pray that we would um, never lose sight of just the stories that are, that are being woven in our lives right now, the stories of many people um, in many different areas in different ways, um, needing uh, your hope and your love in every aspect of their lives. And so I pray right now that you would um, strengthen Danielle and Indiana and help them to see um, your glory every single day. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm sorry. I wasn't expecting that. I'm sorry. Here's your baton. Thank you. And your Bible over here. Thank you. Sorry. Well, that's it, right? Thank you. Okay. Awkward moment when you're up here. Um, we are concluding our service right now. Offering will be at the door. We encourage you parents, if you came prepared to give, please teach your kids as to why you do that and the purpose for it. You guys can, you're excused. You can have a great, wonderful day in the snow. <laughs>